Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. We have a football schedule. Welcome in to the Illini Enquirer podcast. I'm Jeremy Warner, Illini Enquirer publisher. Up this morning with my daughter, Lily, and uh, watching some cartoons as we just wake her up and she has her bottle. And I uh, get an email from Big Ten Network that they're going to have a BTN Live at 7.30 a.m. Central Time to announce the new Big Ten schedule. So we have that to break down today. And Isaac Trotter, our guy, former Illini Enquirer reporter, now at the Post Bulletin up in Rochester, Minnesota. But whenever something happens in the Big Ten with Illini football, I love uh, Isaac uh, to come on and, and talk about it with us because he's so enthusiastic and knows it so well. Uh, but uh, the big news with Illinois is that it will open up the Big Ten season at home against Ohio State on September 3rd. And the other big part of the news, which is not so positive for Illinois, the addition crossover game is Penn State, another national college football playoff contender. Penn State on the schedule to end the year at November 21st. Of course, all of this is subject to change, but let's go down the schedule for you before we get Isaac Trotter on. Again, the opener Thursday, September 3rd against Ohio State. Then you have a big, possibly winnable stretch for Illinois over the next three weeks. Uh, Road trips to Nebraska and Indiana on September 12th and 19th, respectively. Then you come back home to Memorial Stadium on September 26th for a Big Ten West showdown against Purdue. Illinois then has a bye week that will allow those three previous teams to possibly reschedule if you have to you get a bye week then five straight games uh four against big 10 west opponents to start off iowa at home on october 10th northwestern on the road on october 17th wisconsin on the road october 24th and minnesota at home on halloween october 31st then illinois has one more game before an off week rutgers on the road november 7th and to end the schedule you have november 21st after an off week you get that penn state game so obviously a lot of these nearby opponents are are early in the schedule or earlier with rutgers and penn state uh, two east coast opponents uh, later on in the schedule but illinois obviously its strength of schedule got tougher by adding penn state and that's a tough early opponent with ohio state but let's break it down how does this impact illinois football in 2020 what do we think are the big stretches of the schedule Uh, what do we think is the measure of success for the illini in this revised 2020 schedule isaac trotter and i will break it down all coming up next on the online Enquirer podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. All right, welcome back into the Alana Inquirer podcast and had to catch up with my guy as we go over and comb over these Big Ten schedules as Illinois fans freak out about Ohio State and Penn State being the bookends of this. Welcome in my guy, Isaac Trotter, and the sirens are going off in Minnesota as the Big Ten football has its schedule here. What's up, Isaac? What's up? It's good to be back. Uh, yeah, the sirens are going off right now. P.J. Fleck is extremely excited. The oars are in the water. They are ready to rock and roll and win nine or ten football games this year. So, well, let's talk about it. Yeah, okay, let's start with Illinois, and then we'll get into the, the Big Ten schedule, uh, Big Ten teams that got hosed and the ones that are just smiling today based on uh, what came out today. All right, Illinois, the headline is Ohio State, the season opener, Thursday, September 3rd. That's in just 29 days. Uh, and then they end the season. Of, you didn't get Maryland. You didn't get Michigan State. Uh, you get Penn State on the schedule, which you better get used to Penn State being on the schedule, Illini fans, because they're replacing Rutgers in these crossover games. Isaac, what was your immediate reaction to seeing that? Let's get it going. I, that's kind of my first thing. I know that the, the easy uh, take right now is, oh my gosh, like this is the end of the world. Like Illinois is only winning three or four games this year. And honestly, after everything that we've gone through, it's just good to see a football schedule. And at this point, in this type of season, when you've accumulated this type of roster together, it's time to see what you can do. And so I'm, I'm all for it. Let's, let's play Ohio State. Let's play Penn State. Let's, you're having them at home, and let's see what you can do. Like, there's no point. Like, if you want to be an upper echelon program, you should want to play in these games. As a program, we've gotten so used to, like, okay, well, let's just find a way to get to six. Six doesn't matter this year. It's right. about playing these big games. And, and if you're in those big games, it gives you a chance to make statement wins. Illinois got two last year. And they have more opportunities to get more this year. And if they win just one of those games, that's great. Even if they lose both of those games, but it's close, you've still set yourself up that, hey, we're on the rise in this type of season and this type of roster. That's all you want. Yeah, sometimes I think you get a false sense of what you are as a program if you get to a bowl game, if you take care of some cupcakes. I mean, last year was a huge step forward because you went four and five in the Big Ten, right? Like, you beat your peers. And Illinois this year, fans, I think, have to adjust themselves to, these are all games against Big Ten opponents. So six isn't the number this year. Five would kind of be the normal number, but even four against this schedule, I think would show that, hey, you are competitive against your peers. You are in the middle of the Big Ten, which is what everyone's kind of looking for, right? Is to be in that middle tier of the Big Ten. So Ohio State, September 5th or September 3rd, you are playing them anyway. And you get a national stage here to either be one, embarrassed, or two, surprise some people, either with a competitive game and be like, oh, Illinois, did you see the game they gave Ohio State? Or you upset and shocked the world, right? Like th Those are the opportunities. So I, I guess you'd rather start off 1-0 and in the column, and but I don't know if there's anybody on the schedule you feel great about outside of Rutgers uh, to, to start 1-0, and but national stage the opportunity I, I just embrace it as for Penn State we'll see if we can even get to that game 
right? And and they're really good. And, and that you can probably chalk that one up for a loss because Penn State's going to be really, really good this year. Uh, and, and that one stinks compared to some of these other Big Ten games you got. But for me, Isaac, I almost throw these two games out. I almost throw the because these these two programs, even without Micah Parsons, and I, I don't think any Ohio State player is going to opt out. But Micah Parsons, the defensive player of the year in the Big Ten, is, pro- is probably going to opt out according to reports. I look at the schedule. I throw those two games out because those programs are at another level, right? There's about eight to ten teams in this country that are on their own level. Those are the teams that are going to compete for the college football playoff. All these other teams are probably competing for January 1st bowl games, right, in a normal year. And Illinois, in the next eight games, those are where they compete. I will look at that record. Uh, so Ohio State, Penn State, you get a win. That's a huge bonus. That's a step forward as a program, and you're taking off, right? But those next eight games, that's how I will determine whether Illinois took a step forward or not. Not if they lose to Ohio State, lose to Penn State as 20-plus point underdogs. Yeah, I mean, completely agree with you. And let's not forget, last year when Wisconsin came to town, they were also a team that was one of those eight to ten teams that we thought could be playing for a national title, and Illinois beat them. So it's not like this team can't beat those type of programs. They've shown it that they can before. Will they? Probably not. But now they have that opportunity. But you're totally right with these other eight games. And I look at every single one of these eight games, and not one of them scares me. Right now, I don't go into every single one going, yeah, Illinois is the favorite. You probably could make a case that Illinois is only the favorite in maybe two of these 10 games. But I don't Purdue think any Rutgers. Of these... I would go yeah. Purdue and Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I could even see Vegas going high on Purdue with Rondale back if Rondale plays and stuff and having. Purdue be the favorite. I mean, they were 14 and a half point favorites last year against Illinois. So it's, it's like I could see Illinois being the underdog. I'm not saying Illinois is the favorite in these games, but none of them scare me. Minnesota doesn't scare me. Wisconsin doesn't scare me. I like it with a program that's gone through a lot of turmoil this season. So I think it's a situation where Illinois has a real opportunity here to make a name for themselves. And this is the roster that you built. You have a bunch of seniors. You have a bunch of juniors. You have continuity on both sides of the football. So go win some games. And who cares who's on the schedule? You're talented enough to compete with all of them. Yeah, and you don't control it, right? These players don't control it. They, they can't worry about it as much as fans, even if they do look at it, right? And, and they get excited about it. I think they're probably excited about Ohio State uh, week one just for the opportunity. All right, so after that, I think there's a three-game stretch before the offense, right, where you have Nebraska on the road, Indiana on the road, Purdue at home before an off week uh, on October 3rd, which is where Illinois would have the opportunity – uh, to really make uh, a, a statement here, um, Nebraska on the road, you've been competitive against them the last couple of years, right? I, I mean, you've had some competitive games against them, should have beat them last year at home. Then Indiana, uh, that's a the fourth team, or maybe yeah, you might have them third, I believe, in the Big Ten East, but I think they're a clear notch below. Uh, the top teams in that conference. And I would say Michigan, too. I think they're a, a notch below Michigan. Um, and then Purdue, that's a bottom half Big Ten West team. And to be honest with you, outside of Rondale and Carl Loftus, I like the Illinois roster depth-wise more than Purdue. There are more veterans on that team as well. So that's the part of the schedule. Ohio State is a tough start. Those next three games, I actually like the way that schedule goes because even though you're on the road for two of them, you're going to be underdogs. Purdue will see if they're underdogs or not. Those are three very winnable games and three games where you can prove yourself. 
totally with you. I'm, I think Nebraska and Purdue, you could make a case that Illinois' roster overall is better than both of those. I, you're right. I'm high on Indiana. They're probably in that three or four range for me in the Big Ten East. I think that they're set up for a big season. But they're also – you have kind of questions about them because Michael Penix Jr., their quarterback, has been really good for them. But he also has had a really hard time staying healthy. So if he goes out, they already had their backup, Peyton Ramsey, transferred into uh, Northwestern. If that happens – there's no guarantee that they're going to be anywhere near the type of level that they were. They're solid. They're a solid program, but they're not, oh, my God, way better than Illinois. And that's the thing with Nebraska and Purdue. Like, this is why I feel like this roster is set up for something like this, because Nebraska is already losing J.D. Spielman. Who's the big Illinois loss of the offseason? Do they have one? I don't really see a huge loss this offseason. You could say Ricky Smalling, but I don't, I don't see him as that, you know, a you know, a, a piece that, oh, man, if you had Ricky Smalling, now you're a national title contender. You know what I mean? Probably Batiku and Jamal Moan, right? Those, those would be the big – Dele Harding is in there, but I feel good about what they have at linebacker. It's probably those defensive linemen. No, yeah, I'm probably with you on that. But, like, again, like, I just, I just feel like Nebraska and Purdue are very vulnerable. I think overall your roster is better than them. Indiana, you feel like you're at about the same spot as them. Add in the transfers that they've gotten, you're about the same as they as they are, and so go compete. And if they're if they go through those first four games, and they're two and two, that's you're fine with that. You're yep. totally fine with that. Heading into a bye in week five, and then you got Iowa at home, a team that you've competed with pretty well last year. Nebraska or, or Northwestern, I mean, who's very beatable. Wisconsin, you beat last year. A Minnesota team who's down after losing a lot of talent and then Rutgers. Yeah, I think the interesting part there is you wish you could move those two teams or those five, that five-game part of the schedule around a little bit. Like, if you could put Rutgers up earlier, Minnesota up earlier, I think you'd feel a little bit better because that, that Iowa-Northwestern-Wisconsin stretch is tough, right? Iowa at home, and you competed against them last year. It was one of the games I was most encouraged about last year, even though it was a loss. Nebraska, uh, Northwestern on the road, you feel like you can win that game, right? Uh, in-state game, they got a lot to prove. And then, of course, Wisconsin, you beat last year, but on the road, uh, that's going to be difficult. So I, that five-game stretch is going to be huge uh, to determine what the level of success is this year for Illinois. At the same time, I, I think if you could – put the ideal schedule out you have Rutgers earlier so Shiano and them don't have time to figure it all out Minnesota doesn't have time to kind of figure out their wide receiver situation and and losing those guys uh but that that's another important five game stretch that you got if, if you win three you're ecstatic uh, in my opinion I think if you win three of those five games you're proven uh proving that you are taking a huge step forward that's the line, right? Four and a half is probably the line for this 10 games, if you think about it. And if you're anywhere over that number, you feel really good. Again, like if you kind of look back through history, when's the last time Illinois won five Big Ten games in, in Big Ten play? They won six when they went to the Rose Bowl in 07. They won seven in 2001. And they won five in 19. 19- 1993. So we're talking about 1993 to 2000 and or 2021. So that's what you know, almost 28 years, and you've had three seasons where you won five Big Ten games. Monstrous season if you get to five. Absolutely, uh, and that that's a great look at history <laughs> and what uh, what has been the case for Illinois football here. All right, um, I, I think when we talk about the evaluation year of Lovey Smith, it's it's going to be a little cloudy. Right, I mean, it's going to be a little cloudy. I, I think if they get five, it's a great, it's a good season, a very good season, in my opinion. If they get to four, I think that's about where 
you kind of expected. Um, if it's three, you, you start to be, okay, that's a little bit disappointing of a year, but you also got to look at who's playing. How many games do we play? All right, all of these different things that, that make this difficult. I still think it'd take a lot of uncompetitive games uh, for Josh Whitman to make a move, especially if you're a season like this. But let's be honest. I mean, you and I believe this is the best roster he's had. This is the best roster he said. I think that's a fact. Um, and you want to be able to show it against your peers. So if they're able to play those eight games, I think you got to win at least half of those, right? Though those middle eight games, I think winning half of those would show that you are still can be a sustained contender uh, in the Big Ten West and compete with the rest of your Big Ten West peers. 100%. 100%. And, you know, one part I think about too is like, would you really want to fire a coach after a season like this and go through a coaching search during a pandemic? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's not something you'd really be looking for, but we have to see it on the field. And again, it really does come, come down to competitiveness. And honestly, I don't throw out the Ohio state and Penn state games either. Like I, I want Illinois to be competitive in those games. I think it's important that Illinois is competitive in those games. I even think back to when they played Penn state the last time, two years ago, if it's a three point game heading into the fourth quarter, you'd probably take it. Now you probably don't want Penn state to score 42 points in the fourth quarter. Like they did last time, a couple of years ago, but you need to be competitive in those games because if you accumulate a roster like this, and you have the transfers that you do, and you have all these seniors, and you're still not competitive with Ohio State and Penn State, that makes me wonder, are you ever going to be? You know what I mean? So, so, so that, that's where I look at all 10 of these and go, you need to compete. You need to be in the mix here. And when you talk about evaluation and long-term, if, is this sustainable with Lovey Smith? I mean, I don't, I don't know if we still know the answer to that, right? We've given him time. Josh Whitman's done a great job of giving him time. I think that's really important. We've always needed that. You always need to give Illinois time to rebuild a program when it was so low. But I don't think that it's a fair evaluation because, you know, what if a couple guys get COVID? What if Jake Hansen's, you know, out for three or four games? We saw how important he was last year. But if you lose your starting quarterback, what if a couple guys in your offensive line get hurt? You finally have some injury history that you've avoided, thankfully, luckily, probably, the last few years with your offensive line. That all clouds the evaluation period. And so we have to see it and we have to have some nuance here. We can't just throw a, you know, Illinois needs to win seven of these 10 games or Lubby Smith is gone. Right. You just, you just can't do that. Yeah. I think you're going to have to really, you know, as you said, there's going to be nuance to it of how this looked, who was there. And this is also where depth comes in. This is where depth of a program is so important. You can't have like last year where you lose a couple guys and all of a sudden there's a huge drop off and they feel like they have uh, some of that depth. All right. Before we get out of here, Isaac, I want to go over who got hosed here. Um, But before we do that, who got lucky here? Uh, Wisconsin. But Wisconsin's schedule you look at, and while I think Penn State and Ohio State are going to be the best teams talent-wise, Wisconsin might have the best record outside of Ohio State most likely because their first seven games here, Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota, Maryland, Purdue, Illinois. And then they end with Rutgers. So the two games you feel like they'll be challenged most, not that Illinois or Minnesota or Indiana can't upset uh, Wisconsin, but they're going to be favored in at least eight of their 10 games. Uh, Then they have Michigan and Iowa on the schedule on the road. So those are difficult games, but they added Rutgers here to a schedule that already the crossovers were in their favor because they had Indiana and Maryland on it. So uh, the Big Ten might be looking by doing this schedule to get one more team in that college football conversation. 
I absolutely agree. I also think it's funny too, like the two challenging games on their their schedule are both programs that are trying to replace starting quarterbacks that have been there for a couple of years. Now, granted, they get them late in the year, so maybe they're a little bit more, they, they got things figured out, ironed out and with the new quarterback situation. But I'm not, if I'm Iowa, I'm not heading into this being super confident what Spencer Petrus can do just because you've never seen it. If I'm Michigan, I'm not going, wow, we really got it made with Dylan McCaffrey right now. We, we absolutely know that he's going to be a fantastic, you know, upgrade over Shea Patterson and what we did last year. So yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin definitely got a, the, the right end of the deal here. They're definitely going to be in the mix. I would be on the over if we ever get overs and unders on this thing. I do think though, if we're talking about teams that also got hosed, Indiana got really, really hosed. Yeah. I mean, look at their first four games, Wisconsin, Penn State, an Illinois team that we're both high on, and Ohio State. Then they get a bye and they still have a Minnesota and Michigan. Those are, those are like all you know, probably top tier Big Ten programs. We're not putting Illinois in that top tier, but the other five are definitely top tier Big Ten programs and you get all of them. I think the other teams that would qualify as feel better today about their schedule is in the Big Ten West. Iowa at a Maryland, right? And they start with Maryland at home than Purdue on the road. I think they got to feel good about that. Plus after that, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Illinois. That's that's a nice start uh, for Iowa on the schedule. So the two teams that are kind of always at the top got a little bit of help from the Big Ten here. Uh, and then Nebraska, who the Big Ten really wants to be good, I think. Desperately uh, pleading for them. Is this the year finally? <laughs> well, it should be because uh, they got help a little bit today because they got Michigan State at home added to the schedule, and I don't think Michigan State's going to be very good this year. Uh, and they start with Rutgers in Illinois. So while after that they get Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio State, I think they have the schedule that can start well for them and end well because they get Purdue and Michigan State. As for the teams that got hosed, I'm sure Illinois fans would say they're in that by adding Penn State and starting with Ohio State. Uh, But I also thought Northwestern, they added Michigan and start with Penn State on the road and Wisconsin at home and Purdue, man. Uh, They add Ohio State. And they start their season with Michigan on the road, Iowa, and Ohio State at home. So Purdue and Illinois, both probably, I've just called them sister programs. I think they're both feeling the same today. Uh, Jack, uh, Jack Plummer, red, or sophomore year, here's, you get, here's what you get to go up against. You get to go against Michigan's defense, which was top 10 in the country last year. Iowa's defense was like 12th in the country last year. And Ohio State's, which is like, what? eighth or seventh in the big area in the country last year so have fun with that jack Plummer. welcome back rondale moore and yeah. also that purdue offensive line is in for a beating those first three weeks yeah and minnesota i think kind of got a draw here uh because they added indiana which i think is a similar program right um but i will say this their schedule you kind of split into halves the way their schedule was set up they could probably say yeah not the greatest uh because with so many questions given the two receivers they're losing they start with michigan state on the road which is not a bad way to start but then they get michigan iowa wisconsin nebraska on the road that's a tough start then the second half of the schedule they got to feel good about indiana uh, at home, Purdue at home, Illinois uh, on the road, Northwestern at home, and Maryland on the road. So last year they got the schedule break and ended the year great. This year I think they start the year really tough, end the year with a, a favorable schedule. Is it weird, like for Minnesota, I know everyone's going to point to the offense and like Bateman and everything, but my questions come defensively. Like they 
they had a really nice defensive year last year. The new defensive coordinator, like, turned things around after Illinois just destroyed them a couple years ago. A.J. Bush and Reggie Corbin just running wild. But losing Anton Winfield is a big loss. Carter Coughlin was one of the better defensive ends in the Big Ten last year. And those two guys are linchpins, and they're gone. So I'm really worried about this Minnesota defense. And I think Michigan State's not going to be too much of a challenge. But Michigan, you know, they're going to be very physical at the point of attack. Same thing goes with Iowa and Wisconsin. So, like, those are are three tests early for that Minnesota defense that's going to be filled with a lot of new faces and a lot of youngsters. So I'm I'm interested to see if, if they get back and rolling. Give me the biggest game on the Illinois schedule here, Isaac. You look at this. What, what's the biggest game you see there? It feels like that Nebraska game could be a, a swing game. I really do. Like, because I, I don't think Nebraska is better than you. I really don't. And if you lose that game and then you lose to Indiana, who I think is maybe a touch better than you just with the amount of depth that they have, mm-hmm. I think looking 0-3, you could get a little bit stressed because you, you think Purdue you can beat, but then following after that, you have a, an Iowa team that's had your number, a Northwestern team that's had your number, and Wisconsin on the road. That, that's not easy. So as much as we say these games are manageable, you don't want it to get out of control because I think that that Nebraska game on the road could be one that you really kind of need to have early to get to get, you know, to get settled and feel good about yourself. Because I don't know if we're going to leave that Ohio State game feeling all that great about yourself, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's one of those two road games right there in September. Uh, I think those are, those are the swing. Because if you start two and two, as you said, and if you get both those games, you go into Purdue two and one, you feel great uh, about where you're at. Because Purdue isn't a given win, right? I mean, most of these games are toss-ups. But yeah, I think it's those two September road games uh, right there. All right. Um, before we get out of here, just the biggest takeaway from this, Isaac, is I think we have a Big Ten schedule, right? Like, I, I think some people, there was a delay with Kevin Warren. Uh, he was supposed to announce it maybe end of last week, early this week, and that didn't happen. I think some people started to fret a little bit. But all along, I've said the Big Ten's going to try. Illinois is going to try to play games because while there's a health crisis that, that we obviously are taking seriously, and that is number one, there's a financial crisis too, and that is impacting these universities. And if you don't play or try to play a football season, even in the fall, um, you are facing a tough reality, maybe not for football and basketball programs, but for many other programs at these universities that impact thousands of student athletes. So uh, I am not surprised there is a Big Ten schedule today, but for those who want football, um, this is uh, proof that the Big Ten's certainly going to try to pull this off. And, and given the numbers we've seen at some of these universities, that can be tenuous. It can be tenuous, but I think they're certainly today proves they're going to try this thing out. And I also like how aggressive they were to get it done earlier, right? They're, they're kind of lining it up with the, with the academic calendar as well, where a lot of students are probably going to be gone by Thanksgiving. And I like how they're doing that. They're not waiting till you know, late September to get this thing started. Let's go early. Let's see if we can get this done before we get, we get late into this year. And, and I, I like that. I like the double buys. It gives them opportunities to switch things around if you need to. And, and you have to give this a shot. You just have to. I know that it, you, know, there's, you, you read the articles where you don't need sports or maybe we need a break from sports a little bit longer. I totally understand those. But I also understand the other side. I mean, the, the new news that came out about Wisconsin today is they're facing a 70 to $80 million budget deficit. So that's why football is coming back. And I, I get it's all about the money, and that sounds really bad. There's got to be a balance there, right? We're all trying to balance the risk of our health 
with the balance of the financial implications of all of this. And um, the hard part, of course, is that these are student athletes. These are not professionals, right? I can tell you most of these athletes, most of their families want to play, right? They, they want to make sure that their, their health precautions are there, but they mostly want to play. Uh, it's just when, where is the best time to do it? And Kevin Warren, the athletic director, is determined. And, and Kevin Warren spoke with student athletes this week. Um, this is what they came up with. So let's hope they can do it safely, number one. And, and let's hope they can pull this all off. Ten games full of TV revenue. Illinois plans on having fans. They reiterated that again today, 20% capacity. Uh, let's hope they can do that too. Uh, because if they can, um, one, we'll have football. Two, these, these uh, Illinois draft prospects can help themselves. And three, financially, uh, it'll really help Illinois, even if, even if they're still taking a big loss this year. 100%, 100%. I had a question for you. Are you going to be okay not getting to see training camp this year? I feel like that is really yeah. frustrating, not to get to hole up under the tree out there and watch uh, offensive line one-on-one drills. Yeah, it, it's disappointing, right? I, I mean, training camp is one of those times that we all look forward to. I mean, you were always giddy. I was too. Um, it's, it's, you get to learn about this team. You get to tell people about these guys, about what they look like, about who they are. And I feel like training camp is a time where us as a site could separate ourselves a little bit, right, and really stand out. And this year, it's going to be more homogenous. Uh, I'm not going to know as much as I've had uh, in previous years. I'm not going to know who's competing for that spot on the roster, who's the second string battle that you and I are looking forward to, those deep cuts. We're not going to get as much of that. I'm, I'm not going to be able to see how's Isaiah Williams progressing, how's Virtus Brown progressing, at least for now. And, and I understand it. Um, I totally understand it because if, if us not being there helps football be played this fall, that's more important to me, right? Uh, but I think for you know, our subscribers or people who, who – you know, come to our site for information. We just got to understand it's going to be different this year that, you know, we're all doing the same zoom calls. Like we just got an email that uh, we're going to get Jake Hansen and uh, one other Alex Falcheski in a zoom call tomorrow, along with Lovey Smith. First time we'll talk to Lovey in a couple months, by the way. Um, so we'll have the same quotes as everybody else, instead of being able to do our own interviews off here, our own thing over here or a story we find interesting. I might not be able to talk to that person. Uh, because they're just giving everybody uh, the same person. So from our perspective, that stinks, even though I, I totally understand it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. You're not going to have those, uh, those kind of new angles, those new stories, the one where you're, you don't, you're not going to probably have a guy this year that you really latch on to that you've seen uh, do well. But I'd be interested to see if Lovey Smith kind of goes out of his way to give the media a little bit more, like maybe do a, maybe do a depth chart. That would be really nice to have that before the season gets started. Is that going to happen? No. But it would be nice if, if something like that was going there just to see it. I think it would be good for fans to see something like that maybe, you know, a week before the game where you release the depth chart. That'd be, that'd be fun for the fans to see that. So there's not like that, that something, that thing, you know, laying over their head if they know like who's going to be our starting wide receivers is Daniel Matterbebe, you know, I mean, all those different things. Yeah, I, I think the one thing, you know, Lovey can be tough for us, right? When, during the season, not giving certain information to the fans or whatever it is. But I, I've always appreciated he's kept open training camp. Right. And I hope this is temporary. I hope it's not a long term thing where media across the country are being held out because it just takes away from the fans. Right. Like we're telling the story of your team. We're telling the story uh, for the fans so that they know about these guys because there's certainly an interest and a demand for this. So I hope it's temporary. 
Uh, I expect it will be, uh, but I know some people in the media are nervous that they're, this could be an excuse to just you know, nudge the media out even more. And I, I think that would be a mistake. And I don't think Illinois will do that. But I, I think it would be a mistake because, you know, we are a connection to fans. We are a conduit. And while they can throw out what they want, um, you know, PR-wise or put out their videos and photos over the next couple of weeks, uh, it's certainly not as in-depth as, as what we can provide at times to the fans. No, t- totally agreed. Totally agreed. I, I don't foresee that happening. I think Illinois has done such a good job of the yeah. way that they treat the media, especially is is top notch compared to uh, other Big Ten programs. I think Illinois would probably be in that top tier of mm-hmm. how they treat the media. And Kent Brown and his whole team does just an outstanding job. And I think this is an. I think this is though. You, we're all making sacrifices, and if one sacrifice is you don't get to go to training camp, that is totally okay because I will take ten games every year of the every day of the week other than training camp. I would rather have the games and training camp. And if that means that we can play, and that means we have football on our TVs and and in our in our in our lives again, that'd be huge. That'd be huge. I'm so excited for this. This was like Christmas Day for me, honestly. I was waking up like combing through all the different ones, and I like that the Big Ten's first. We're yeah. kind of setting the standard here. Like this is what we're doing. Yeah, Illinois, one of the first games uh, on the football schedule. Uh, all, all of this. Sure. Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited for it. And uh, I think you're just, sh- we're just kind of proving here that, yes, us in the media, we do want sports. <laughs> we do want college football back uh, because why wouldn't we? Uh, we want to cover games. Uh, there's not much of a demand for us if there's not games and actual sports being played. So it's good to see that on the schedule today. Yeah. Yeah. That is like that was one of the, like the roll your eyes moments of the of COVID. That was probably the the roll the roll my eyes moment the most of COVID. Like that is like one of the dumbest takes. Sports reporters don't want sports back. Please, like there's like three or four sports reporters that give everybody else a bad rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. like three or four of them that just could if they could just like go off on their little island and leave us all alone, that would be outstanding. Or maybe just delete Twitter so that the rest of us are fine. I think, I think we all got questions about how they do it. I think we all have questions whether that's the right thing to do, um, but I think we all would like it back if it can be safe, right, for everybody involved because we know the implications of it not uh, being back. Isaac Trotter, good to see you, man, and uh, we'll be talking some Big Ten football here shortly. Sounds good. Can't wait. As always, love catching up and talking some college football and Illini football with our guy Isaac Trotter, now the uh, Post Bulletin up in Rochester, Minnesota. As we talked about, training camp coverage is going to be a little bit different this year so uh bear with us we just want to get to a season here and we'll do our part and stay in a way uh we'll still have coverage of everything we can get for you at Illini Inquirer and right now you can sign up 50 percent off an annual subscription the rest of this month 24 7 sports is celebrating its 10th birthday and you can benefit from it uh 50 off that's more than a 50 off value for you uh, for a year-long vip subscription and we still got a lot of basketball content we're getting to we've gotten to over the last couple weeks and, and Derek piper will continue that ahead as well but we have an illinois football schedule we have illinois basketball with one of the top rosters returning in the country now's great time to sign up at Illini Enquirer. Thanks for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed having a few more podcasts and one, almost one per day here over the last couple weeks uh, as we get you ready for Illinois football season, Illinois basketball coming back as well with an unbelievable roster. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the Illini Enquirer podcast. It always helps us out. Rate us, review us if you can do that. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast.
You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.